Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell-Claytor. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today, we're very excited to be talking to Daniela Police, who is the director of the Pleasant Valley Library. We've been following the library's progress for the past year. And today we are going to have another installment and update how libraries and how the Pleasant Valley Library has been dealing with things in the age of COVID. So welcome to Radio Rotary, Daniela, again. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm always very excited to talk about libraries. So, Danielle, let's talk uh, first about the Pleasant Valley Library. Uh, Election Day 2018 was quite a day for you folks. Uh, Remind us uh, what that was all about. Um, Well, I woke up that morning getting ready to go out and vote and then head on to the library. But instead, Dave Kruger, my board president, called to tell me that I should instead be calling the insurance company to file a claim because it looked like there was a fire at the library. Let me just say, by the way, that let me just say that, by the way, to Dave Kruger, not only outstanding Pleasant Valley Rotarian, is a member of our Radio Rotary team. He's one of our substitute hosts and he's our correspondent. He's a board member. Yes, right. And he's a correspondent when we go to the various Rotary conventions. So a shout out to Super Dave. So you were saying, Danielle, that uh, Dave called you up and said, uh, get ready to file an insurance claim because the library was on fire. Correct. And by the time I showed up, it had become uh, almost a total loss. It ended up being a a large claim. And because it was election day and because it was the first time we had had a budget increase in eight years, you know, um, everyone came out in full force to investigate, to see what the issue was. And it just turned out to be um, old wiring in the basement. It was an electrical fire. And the irony, of course, is that the board had just begun uh, a building campaign to renovate the library because we needed to upgrade the electricity, the heating and air conditioning, technology. We needed ADA space. So you guys were on a whole capital campaign there. Yes. Raising money, raising awareness. It had been Mm -hmm. a glory of activity for the past several years. Yes, we'd been really doing focus groups with the community. We had our plans ready. We'd been to the planning board. We'd gotten permission to move along. And then this happened. And everything had to go on hold while we waited for investigations to be done. And it really changed significantly the direction that we were going in uh, because we had been hoping to stay grandfathered in. And once the fire happened, there was a lot about the building. Enough had to be changed that we would no longer be grandfathered in. So we had to start from scratch, as it were, in terms of the design and the direction that we were going in. Well, Daniela, first of all, we should say that thankfully nobody was hurt, which is always the main thing in one of these tragedies. But uh, how much of the uh, library's collection did you lose? Was it a total loss? 
Yes. Uh, the only that we previously had about 55,000 items in the library. We had one of the larger collections uh, in the Hudson Valley and it was almost all gone. We were able to save 5,000 items that happened to be checked out at that moment in people's houses. So if it was in the building, it was a goner. Well, you did, uh, save, but, you did save something that was very important to the kids, I remember. Uh, was it a stuffed animal? There were a few things. Well, what happened was, and it was very touching, when the fire department realized that it was going to be a near total loss, they ran out to us and they said, you know, let's triage this. What do you absolutely need to save? And it was really not the books or the DVDs. It was the touchstones, the memorials that people had done for us over the years. So they, did, they took out a quilt that had been designed by Dorothy Albertson's, uh, you know, first and second grade classes over at the local elementary school. And there was another memorial quilt by donors uh, that had been done years ago. And there was a woodchuck that had been carved uh, bronze by Arthur Witherwax, who was a, a local artist, and uh, a bust of uh, Abraham Lincoln. So just little things like that. But that they were meant a lot. They meant a yes. lot, Danielle, because, when, and I, before we get too far away from it, when you said that you had hoped that the cat through the Capitol campaign, um, that the library was going to be grandfathered in, that's because you all were also going to expand the library, correct? Correct. We were going to expand, but we wanted to avoid the cost of an elevator and a sprinkler system. Right, right. And so in grandfathering, we're able, we were, the idea had been that we could avoid that because we were keeping the structure pretty much the way it was. And of course, that structure gotcha. Gotcha. is no longer... I just longer... want to clarify that because not everybody knows what some of these terms mean. So Jonah mm -hmm. has a question, I think. So Daniela, uh, you folks just didn't wait for that insurance money to come back in and sort of put everything on permanent hold. You jumped right into it uh, to bring back uh, the services to the Pleasant Valley community for your terrific library. Tell folks what you've done in the interim uh, since the tragedy of November 2018. And what the community well, did. The yeah. community jumped in too, Danielle. Tell, tell oh, sure. Us. Well, step one was we needed, we knew we couldn't be closed while we were waiting. I mean, no town can do without a library for that long. So we formed a little committee to go out into the community and find an alternate space where we could be housed. And in this, we were extremely lucky because Herb Reddle happens to be in our community and he had uh, a shopping plaza right in the center of town with an empty old Grand Union. And he offered to give it to us very generously, rent-free, for two years. Wow. And Shout out to Herb Reddle. It was really amazing. And then our friends group stepped in. And because we had a very robust friends group that was already taking donations that we would use for our book sales, they showed up you know, two weeks after the fire and was like, we can start taking donations and rebuilding the collection. So we did between Herb Rattle offering us the space and our friends group offering to triage the donations that were coming in. You know, we've gotten back already half of what we lost in the fire in terms of books. I mean, the community, they didn't just give us money. They gave us books. They gave us their time. You know, we had a squad set up covering all the books, processing all the books, getting them into the computer. And uh, so we've actually come back quite a lot. 
So and, you know, we're going to find out more about the Pleasant Valley Ro Library r literally rising from the ashes uh, in just a moment. But tell us, Sarah O'Connell Clater, who keeps the public informed by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates Patterson Auto Body, and the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster Carmel, Clarkstown Sunrise, Goshen Highland, Kingston, Liberty Millbrook, Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. We'll be back with more Radio Rotary right after these important messages. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AAR Auctions. Com. Tell your friends about us and please come back often. That's AARauctions.com. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America of Dutchess County and the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Centers, the Mark Agency. Are you a veteran or a family member of a veteran? Is life a struggle at times? Do you feel lost or alone? Let our MHA veterans help you. Contact Adam Roach at 473-2500. He and his team will do anything they can to assist you. MHA of Duchess, the leader in helping our heroes and their families. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111, 338-9111, or normanstaffing.com. Patterson Auto Body, they know that a new car has more than 15 onboard computers operating everything from the engine to the radio. So technicians not only need to know about automotive repair, but electronics, physics, and chemistry too. The specialized education needed to become an automotive service technician today is equivalent to several master's degrees. Patterson Auto Body is very proud of their automotive technicians. Experience is a wonderful thing. Call 845-878-3456 for a service appointment today. That's 845-878-3456. What can you do as a member of Rotary? You can eradicate polio. You can promote peace. You can feed the hungry. You can help children do better in school. Whether it's helping to eliminate a dreaded disease, volunteering at a food bank, or equipping a school library, Rotary is people who know that by working together, you can do anything. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connor-Clater, and I want to welcome our loyal listeners back to this segment of Radio Rotary. Jonah Trebowasser, my co-host, I am joined by, via the magic of Zoom. The magic of Zoom. We have been able to continue our radio show in spite of all the 
well, shall we say, new normals that we're all living by. And today we're really excited because we have been tracking the progress of the Pleasant Valley Library since they, very sadly, on election day in 2018, the library burned to the ground. And yep. we have with us again, Daniela Police, who is the director of the Pleasant Valley Library. Welcome back again, Daniela, and thank you so much for bringing us up to speed. You all have made tremendous progress, and as Jonas said in the last segment, you really are like the phoenix rising from the ashes. The library physically may have, the, the structure may have suffered and been burnt, but the spirit and the community and the staff and the board of directors all rallied round, complete with um, a member of the community donating space for you all to go in rent free for two years. Yeah, Can so Danielle, let's let's recap yeah, that. Yeah, let's remind everybody about that, especially those who may have joined us late. Okay, well, after the fire on election day in November of 2018, by February of 2019, we had reopened to the public. This was due to Herb Rettle donating the space rent-free for two years, the community starting us up with 25,000 books in donations that we were able to process in those three months. So we reopened our doors less than three months after the fire. Unbelievable. An, an yeah. amazing accomplishment. Yes, yes. And once we were open, people followed up uh, the book donations with monetary donations, unsolicited. We hadn't even had time to do an ask yet, and people were just mailing us checks. We received anonymous donations via the Community Foundation. Uh, people were, you know, who had followed us on Instagram were across the country and they were like, Oh, I remember you. You were my hometown library. And they were just mailing in these so donations. Sweet. Yeah. It just shows yeah. how important it just shows how, how important the library is to a community. Well, and Yes, ma'am. It's the cornerstone of a community is That's your right. library. Oh yeah. 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 Up here in our towns, it is the center. I remember when I was a kid, uh, we got walked over to the library, I don't know, second or third grade, and we all got library cards. And it was a very exciting day, of oh. course. Uh, my library card, being long ago, uh, was on a stone tablet. But um, <laughs> Along <laughs> Danielle, with your stone? Uh, You're chiseling you, your stone? That's right. So, Danielle, <laughs> you, you, have, you, you folks have raised an astounding amount of money for you know a small town america share with us how much uh, you've been able to raise uh, to replace your, your library sure well now that we had to expand larger and renovate the space that existed we knew we were going to need at least three million dollars we were lucky enough that because the community was so generous with their book donations we were able to put aside some of the insurance money to add to the building fund. So we started out with $1.2 million in insurance money. And we have since raised another million on grants that we've applied for, foundation grants, New York State grants, rebuilding your community grants, and the generous donations that we've received from our townspeople, just from community members mailing in checks. 
And so now we're on the last big push. We're finally ready probably to break ground uh, late fall this year. So around the two-year anniversary of the fire, uh, we should have the money that we need in order to, to move forward. Uh, and, when do you project, and when do you project that the uh, new library be ready for ribbon cutting? Um, uh, my hope is that we would be less than two years in rebuilding it. You know, architects right. tell okay. you a year. I budget a little bit further out because uh, you never know what could happen. Uh, but yeah, I would imagine that by the summer of 2022, we would be in our new space fully functional. Oh, I know you. you are yeah. operational now. And you oh, have yeah. been, like you said, three months after the tragedy hit. And yes. give us the exact address of the new library in the old Grand Union space in Pleasant Valley. Um, it's got two addresses because of the 911 change that happened in okay. Dutchess County. So most GPSs will find it under 1600 Main Street in okay. Pleasant Valley. All That's right. significant because the old library was 1584. Boy. So we're literally three doors down. You yeah. can see our library from uh -huh. where we are now. And are you open for customers during uh, the COVID pandemic or are you delivering about, books? Yes. Yeah. How are we, well, what are you doing the, on that? The, the irony is on the one year anniversary of being open in this space <laughs> that we had to shut down right. then uh, for, for COVID-19. Um, that was under the governor's mandated stay at home order. But luckily, libraries are considered an essential service. So we were able to open in phase one. We were actually the first library to do so. Uh, and it, it's been amazing. We only offered curbside for one week and then we moved immediately into, you know, full service. People come in. We've been open two months now. Um, some people who don't have the internet don't actually still realize that yet. So I would urge everybody who's listening to double check with your home library because at this point, everyone is open for a minimum of curbside service. What about um, in Red Hook, Jonah? Red Hook, Red Hook uh, has open. opened up. Now, we have mm -hmm. a cute little library. It's a historic building in an oct octagonal with eight sides. And I think they count the heads. And when they reach a certain saturation point, which is nowhere near what it used to be, they have to ask people to wait until somebody leaves before they can let somebody else in. Daniela, uh, police, is that the same thing in Pleasant Valley? Do you have a certain number that you can let in and then you have to ask people to wait? So all the libraries have the same guidance from the state, but some of us are luckier than others in terms of our building. If I had been in the old historic building, um, we too would have had to do that. But since I'm in a huge grand union, <laughs> uh, I'm, I don't have to count the, the people because we would never hit that capacity. I got to ask a question. You have the luxury of a lot of square footage. Yes. Our pleasant but I, I have yeah. to ask a question. Being in a grand union, do you have an announcement that says, Mystery's now in aisle four, Western's um, in aisle three. Uh, you laugh, but I kept the aisle signs up because <laughs> I think it's kind of postmodern art almost, and it does make it handier to, yeah. to provide fabulous. direction. That's yeah. fabulous. I know we're going to find out more about the great work of the Pleasant Valley Library and what they've done to uh, recover from the disastrous fire of uh, Election Day 2018 and what they're doing for the community uh, in time of COVID right after these important messages, so stay tuned. There is no health without mental health. 
This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of MHA and the Mark Agency. I hope you're all having a wonderful summer. I'm sorry that it's uh, a little different now with our masks and our social distancing, but that's the way life is at this moment in time, and we can all adjust because that's what we do. We adjust. And I'm here to tell you that MHA of Dutchess County is here to help you if you're struggling with that adjustment. You can call us at 473-2500. That's 473-2500. Or look us up on the web at mhaduchess.org. mhaduchess.org. We are all in this together. So I wish you all the greatest summer, and we hope to see you soon. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, I'm Rotarian Susan Simon of Third Eye Associates. Rotarians devote themselves to caring for others. Sometimes we forget to care for ourselves, especially when it comes to planning for our future. At Third Eye Associates, we provide fee-only financial life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. ThirdEyeAssociates.com for more information or call us at 845-752-2216. That's 845-752-2216. Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. With over 1 million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org action. Hi, Sarah O'Connell Kleider back with you on the final segment of this edition of Radio Rotary. And I am joined by Jonah Trebwasser, who is coming to you by the magic of zoom we, well we both are i suppose the whole That's situation right. right but you know you so, should you should you should let you should let folks know where you are because someone was nice enough to give you yes. a home because uh, yes. we're recording this uh, during some power outages around the hudson valley so Which where I'm are you power in my neck of the woods so yeah so one of my friends in millerton new york um uh hudson valley um small business owner, Leslie House Flood Interiors. She has power in her shop and workroom and said that I could come up and hook up and jump online and, and not miss a beat. Well, so thank you, Leslie. So thank you, Leslie. And when you're in Millerton, New York, stop by and visit them. And when you're in Pleasant Valley, New York, stop by and visit the Pleasant Valley Library. Will and you why meet? Is that? you'll meet Daniela Police. It's Daniela. a beautiful library, uh, and uh, it's located well, it will in the be old. One day it will be. Right, day. right well, now, no, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful now. It's beautiful it's now. Beautiful and he, in spirit. That's right. Is that <laughs> is that the old Grand Union? Where Daniela? 
1600 Main Street, right in the center of town in Pleasant Fantastic. Valley. And why are you there? Let's recap that. Let's get right into it. Um, on Election Day 2018, our library burned down for an electrical fire, but we were only down for three months. And then we reopened uh, right in the center of town, three doors down from our old library in an old grand union that had been generously donated to us rent-free for two years by Herb Reddle. And uh, we were saying that just one year after we reopened in this space, we then had to shut down due to governor's orders uh, for the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So and anything does strike twice. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> um, it'll be good numbers wise because we'll have been closed three months in each of those years. So you can still compare apples to apples. And um, uh, of course, uh, Daniela, um, not only are you continuing to offer services in your location, you're also building a new library, which will be open in a couple of years, bigger and more beautiful than ever. But let's talk about what the Pleasant Valley libraries and libraries throughout the Hudson Valley are doing in this time of COVID, uh, not just for, um, you know, the adult uh, library users, but especially for the kids who are learning at home. Uh, what, what kind of services are you offering in, the, in this time of pandemic, Daniela? Well, what I would say is that it's important that everyone double check the website of their home library. Many libraries are moving their resources online so that should it happen again that there's a shutdown, people will still be able to access information and materials that they need. Uh, our story times are being done online now because we may be open, but we still have to be socially distanced and masked, and that does not bode well for a toddler time or a mommy and me lapse it. So we've moved online. A lot of publishers have lifted their copyright uh, right now so that we can share stories with the kids. Uh, almost every library should have at this point a YouTube channel. And we link ours right off our website so you can see the kids. They missed Mrs. P. That's our story time and children's librarian. So she still does stories. Uh, we have make and take craft bags where kids sign up on the website and we have crafts that they can then do at home. Um, we allow a lot of outdoor activities now in our space. So our book discussion group has moved online. While we were closed, we met via Zoom, and we still had our adult programs. Uh, every library has an app called Libby, which is eBooks and audiobooks that you can download. This is really that's like important. for a, a Kindle thing. I, I think my wife's got one of those. The Kindle. Well, it's tablets. Device? It does. Ta it does tablets, all kinds. It uh -huh. does phones, all kinds, iPads. Oh. But importantly, it Bluetooth to your car. If you buy a car and there's no more CD player in it, but you enjoyed on your commute listening you can download it and stream it from your from your phone as well oh wow uh so that's important some libraries have something called hoopla that lets you stream movies and tv shows and music wow and yeah and then there's canopy that's another app you can get through your library that does the great courses and independent films and documentaries. Most libraries have that as well. Dutchess County Libraries have an app called Creative Bug. It uh, works with Joanne Fabrics so that you can do crafts and you have uh, videos uh, learning how to do things of that nature. That's and just e magazines. E magazines are very big. There's an app called RB Digital for libraries. And That's my favorite thing my cousin uses with her her library card. She told yeah. me that because I was like, did you see that piece in Vanity Fair? You know? What? Right. 
Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I read it cover to cover on the on my library card. Yep, so, we have another app called Universal Class, and that app gives you continuing ed credits on a variety of topics and certifications. There's so and, much available at your local library. Now, I'm sure a lot of this is on your own website, uh, Danielle. Please, yes. so tell the folks mm-hmm. the website of the Pleasant Valley Library. So if you go to pleasantvalleylibrary.org, there's a tab called Digital Services, and that really shows you each of the apps and how you download them. And every library, so if you're listening to this but you don't live in Pleasant Valley, you go to your own library's webpage and you're able, they all have a tab that shows you what resources they have. What's important to note when it comes to online resources is that you are locked into your home library. Uh, where if you live, let's say, in May, pack and you wander into the Pleasant Valley Library, the services you receive are the same. You have access to those books, to those movies, you can sit down at the computer. When it comes to online resources, because they are so pricey, you use the online resources in the town that you pay taxes to. So okay. if you live in Red Hook, you have to use Red Hook's library as your jumping off point. If you live okay. in Pleasant Valley, you have to use our website as your jumping off point. Well, that makes uh, sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, It sounds that way, but a lot of people get confused because they're used to, they have their Mid-Hudson Library card. They can use any library in the Mid-Hudson Library system. So they often get frustrated when they bump into this, you know, seemingly artificial barricade. They identified the wrong library in the app and suddenly it won't let them move forward. So Danielle Police, in the minute we have left, tell everybody why libraries are so important in their lives. What I would say is that if you live in a small town America, your library is probably the best place you're going to get the information that you need and meet your neighbors and learn who your community is. Without your library in a small town, I think that our options are limited and, you know, information is so important and it's important to know what your neighbors are doing, what your community is doing, how you can reach out and connect and help people. And the library is still always there for that. And Sarah O'Connell Plato, who gave us the pleasure of sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, Mark, Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Community, Norman Staffing, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Ramico Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffren, Wildkill East, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell Clater, our producer Kathy Kruger, and our technical wizards Randy Turner and Steve Frankenberry, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotary.org. Visit your library.